Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitton. This is a bit of a strange one, this. I'm at St George's Park for the first time. It's the home of all the England teams, the national teams. And it is a fantastic training facility close to Burton-upon-Trent. It's taken me one hour, 40 minutes to drive from Manchester. Came over the top via Buxton. And I'm here to watch Manchester United play against Chelsea in the FA Youth Cup semi-final. This was a competition which was seemingly cancelled at the end of last season, but then an idea from Nicky Butt was that it should be continued and played at St George's Park. So the first semi-final saw Manchester City beat Blackburn 4-0. They're going to be in the final on Monday against Chelsea or Manchester United. It's 0-0 at half-time. Chelsea battered United for the first 25 minutes and a couple of the United coaches have just walked past and one of them said to me how is that nil-nil so there's only maybe four journalists here and there's several coaches and I'm going to talk about some of them because they are unsung heroes in many ways they don't really have a high profile Neil Ryan is the son of Jimmy Ryan the former assistant manager and he's the coach of the under 18s Nicky Butt, who you'll know, he's here and he's very, got a very senior role with the academy youth system and developing players for the first team. Nick Cox heads up the academy, good lad. And then Tony Whelan and Dave Bushill have come along and they're two great characters who've been at Manchester United forever and helped develop hundreds of of young footballers including some of the very best and not just develop them as players but as people and they're, they're Tony's a Manchester lad he's a Wivenshaw lad and he played for um, United and City as a, as a young lad and they were just telling me good stories about Nobby Styles. we've heard today that he's passed away and Dave Bushell was saying about going to the cinema with Nobby just to watch a film about dinosaurs and Nobby started getting really frightened and I just started laughing at that. It's a sad day, obviously, because Nobby is a United legend. The only Mancunian, as Red Issue tweeted, to win the European Cup and the World Cup. Played over 400 times for the team and was best friend of Sir Bobby Charlton. And this, the pitch I'm studying now is the, the Bobby Charlton pitch. And the players held a minute silence before this game started. And I think a lot of people have known that Nobby's been very poorly for quite a long time. And it's been public and he, he, he's had cancer and, and dementia. And it's very, very sad. And he's had a great life. And will be remembered as a United legend. Key player in the success of the 60s. But also an important coach and you saw the tributes coming from people like Gary Neville and Paul Scholes Nobby was there end of the 80s when Sir Alex Ferguson reorganised United recruitment got people like Nobby and Brian Kidd in on peanuts but it wasn't about the dough it was about getting the best young players in Manchester and getting them wearing the red shirt again I can hear a quite wonderful sound the studs of players returning to a football pitch. So I don't know what's going to happen in the second half here, whether I'll be coming back Monday for a final if United are here. And 
I'm going to be at the Arsenal game on Sunday and hopefully it'll be half as good as the Leipzig game the other night and that was brilliant bit unexpected like Nagelsmann's jacket but it was brilliant and maybe it wasn't a 5-0 but it was brilliant that United have now beaten two of the best teams in the world in the space of a week and you can feel the optimism rising among the supporters the fitness levels the substitutions have been intelligent the tactical shifts have been intelligent and the critics of Ollie Gunnar have mainly said he's not tactically astute I think he's proving a lot of people wrong. He's getting great results against top teams. Yes, United needs to be more consistent. And he knows that, but that was a cracking result against the leaders of the Bundesliga. Not lost a game away in the Champions League on the way to reaching the semi-final last year. The Chelsea team are walking out now in front of me. A very uh, physical, very strong team, very talented team. Chelsea have won seven of the last... 10 FA Youth Cups so they've won it nine times in total United who won the first five FA Youth Cups in the 1950s have won it ten times so United have won this competition more than any other team so that's another reason to knock Chelsea out but it's going to be very difficult you saw how good Chelsea were in the first half here and you'll be listening and you'll be knowing what the results are I'm just going to read through some of the names in the United team so you can remember some of these names for the future and I'll, I'll give you a bit of guidance on some of them as well um, the names to watch out for Ted and Menge I've written about him a lot William Fish Will is a is a central defender he's very good um, Mark Helm is good Hannibal uh, Medgebury was the, the 10 million signing from Monaco and Anthony Alanga is a Swedish, very fast winger who styles himself on Thierry Henry. So, looking at the bench, you've got Harvey Neville, who's the son of uh, Phil, and Julie Neville and Charlie Wellins, who is the son of Rick Wellins, and you've got Charlie Savage, who's related to uh, Robbie Savage. So let's see where this weekend takes us, but... The mood's definitely lifted among the United fans. Following those recent results, if you go back a few weeks to how it was after that Tottenham game, things were pretty awful. But throughout, people at the club were maintaining that this was because of a poor pre-season. Four games as opposed to the usual 26 games. And... I'd say to them, yeah, but <laughs> no one's ever going to accept 6-1 against Tottenham. And they're like, yeah, but this is why it happened and it's isolated. So let's see if it is isolated. So the second half is kicking off now. It's after the game, Manchester United got beat, unfortunately, by Chelsea. Very good Chelsea team. We've won seven of the last ten FA Youth Cups. The United side were spirited. And with Dave Bushell and Tony Whelan, who between them have got about 400 years' experience working at <laughs> Manchester United. But I'm going to ask them both about Nobby Styles because you both knew Nobby. Um, yeah. He's obviously passed away, which is very sad. Could you tell us something we didn't know about Nobby? Maybe some anecdotes. 
Well, I would say that, uh, first of all, he's a fantastic young, fantastic man, and I was lucky enough to just get to the club in his later years there when he was coach. And as Wes mentioned earlier on, on the radio, he's, um, he coached the under-14s in tournaments, one in Sunderland. And I remember one particular night, we took the boys to watch the very first Jurassic Park game. And I was, uh, film, and I was next to him in the, in the theatre cinema. And uh, when the first monster came out, he jumped out of his seat screaming. <laughs> and of course, I, he's holding my hand. And I'm saying, what are you Oh, he's frightened stiff. And of course, all these 13, 14 year old lads couldn't believe it. This World Cup winner, tough as, North Mancunian, tough North Mancunian, who bit your heads off and went, he's scared stiff of the, of the monsters in Jurassic Park. In a cinema in Sunderland. In a cinema in Sunderland. Fantastic. Fair player, World Cup winner, fantastic. What type of player was he? Because I'm too young to remember seeing him. Well, I think people have said he's, he, he was one of those midfield players who won the ball for you and give it to the boys you could play. He would give it to Bobby and he'd give it to Bawley and people like that. And he'd give it to people who could play and say, go on, get on with it. I'll win it for you, you get on with it. Tony, you know, you knew Nobby? Yeah, just on, on just pulling up from Dave, uh, I always think he was underrated as a player, as a footballer. Anybody that's, if anybody see, looks at footage from the World Cup final in '66 and the, you know, the, the famous Jeff Hurst goal that was wasn't a goal, um, the pass to Alan Ball, a wonderful pass um, to send to send you know Alan Ball away on I think on the right hand side. Everybody looks at that video and wow, just a wonderful pass. And if people would say, you know, a top class midfield player, you know, in terms of technique. Um, would have played that sort of pass but um, one, of the, one of my fondest memories of Nobby was when I was a kid at the club back in in the 60s uh, I signed as an apprentice in 68 and um, in those days you, you sort of you, you know we didn't have cars and you'd have to try and get a lift from to Old Trafford to to, uh, to to go and clean the kit in the afternoon and you'd be at the cliff and you'd be looking for a lift and you'd be thinking well hmm Try and get a lift off Nobby, but he might not get there because he, he couldn't see. <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking. Nobby, and he was such a genial, wonderful human being. And then I, 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 and I, had, the, I had the pleasure then of, of coming back to the club back in in 1990. And I always remember I hadn't been I hadn't been in I hadn't been you know centre of excellence. And he was a coach with Brian Kidd. And uh, I always remember um, after about two or three sessions. He said, "Come on!" He said, "We're going to go to the. Uh, we're going to go for a drink around the corner." So off we go around the corner, and uh, took for a drink. He says, "Right." He says, uh, "Tell us what we're doing wrong." <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell us what we're doing wrong. He said, "Nobody." No, he said, "It's brilliant." And he said, "Oh," he said, uh, "He said we just want to make it fun. We just want it to the kids to enjoy it. We want the kids to have a great time here, you know." And that's what I remember. I just wanted to make sure that all the kids came in and had a great time, had a wonderful time playing football. Um, but and, 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 and he was such a humble human being. Wonderful. He just was so humble. Yeah. Probably the most humble human being I ever met in my life. And given what he'd achieved in the game as a, as a World Cup winner and uh, obviously a European Cup winner and a really, you know, good, you know, really good player. Yeah. And, and finally, and so humble, yeah. you came in as an apprentice in '68. Yeah. Manchester United just won the European Correct. Cup. You're a local lad. Yes. What was that like? It was, well, it's just amazing. It just it sends a shiver down my spine now when I, when I think about it. Um, you know, to turn up at all uh, the cliff in, in, at that time and 
sees, you know, sees some Matt Busby strolling around the car park and he was like a god. If he came to the cliff, it was like the Pope had arrived. You know what I mean? And of course, and it was so intimate, the cliff. So you were, you know, so you'd, you'd go into the canteen and you'd be sitting, you know, you could be sitting next to anybody. You know, George Best, Bob Charlton, Dennis Lord, all these legends. You know, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And Nobby was good with the young lads, wasn't he? Oh, it? just amazing, yeah. Just, just, as I say, just so, so friendly, so warm, and so genial, and, um, and just sort of, you know, just a really happy-go-lucky guy. And, and obviously, you know, um, with him being a Mancunian, really down-to-earth, earthy, yeah. you know... And as I say, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd be the one that you'd think, oh, he'd always give you a lift. You'd no problem getting a lift off Nobby, but you'd, just you'd think, you'd I'm not sure you get there. you get there in time. <laughs> Lovely talking to you. And yeah, United's well. youth system, you've worked in it for, for years, you're working with the young lads. It's in good shape now. Yes, it's, in, it's, it's getting in really good shape now. Better shape, better shape, but, but a little bit downturn, but, uh, you know, there's lots of changes. But I think uh, Nick Cox and... Uh, Butty and that and everybody the way they're doing it now getting the staff in there I think we're, we're getting some decent players through and as you saw tonight yes it was a good Chelsea team and they always have a good Chelsea team but there's maybe three of our boys there who we can all see have a real good chance of getting in all these squad haven't they and that's what it's all about and wasn't Mason Greenwood this age group oh yeah yeah we could yeah. have played. Yeah, but played yeah but I'd rather Mason was. we were talking about in it before in the first team we talked about it before we don't, we don't want Mason playing in this when he's playing for the first team. And yeah. what's the use in playing here and getting injured when he's doing the stuff for the first team? He's got 17 team. goals for yeah. the first team last year. Yeah. <laughs> That's and where it, you... I remember a story from the boss. Okay, um, we, we played Everton in the Youth Cup at Goodison Park. Darren Fletcher, I think, was in the team. I think I, I might be wrong there. But we watched it and we lost. And I wasn't really happy with the game. And I, I actually, when they scored, my eyes met the boss in the director's box. Oh, bloody next tomorrow morning, he'll give me something, you know, stick at the cliff. Same thing as Tony, fabulous. He always met everybody in the cliff. Anyway, the next morning we're walking, I'm walking in, and, and he's whistling away. And he said, "How are you, Dave?" I said, "I'm not, not really very good because I don't mind boys, I don't mind boys not being good enough." I said, "But I didn't think we played really as well as we should, and the effort wasn't as good." He says, we'll have more people in our first team than they will. Yeah. And that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we'll get two or three who are going to have a chance, as long as the luck's on their side, with two or three who definitely will get in there. Have a go with Yoli. Definitely. And it's been a good week for the first team as well, hasn't it, with those wins? on Sunday. Touchwood on Sunday. Yeah. Thank you for Thanks. your time. So it's the day after the night before, and I'm in Salford. Salford City against Oldham Athletic. Another empty football stadium. An autumnal afternoon. The church spires. The trees shedding the leaves. Beautiful different shades. Flag saying we are Salford. History in the making. Brought on Amis. Dirty old town. Several former Manchester United players on the pitch. James Wilson. I've heard a 
scored in the last four home games here. Deshaun Bernard is on loan here, defender from Old Trafford. Zach Dernley playing for Oldham Athletic. Cameron Borfwick Jackson playing for Oldham Athletic. Paul Scholes managing Salford City. It's a big United Heartland Salford. But the club have done really well here, engaging with the community and offering affordable football. They've rebuilt the ground. When I first came here, there was one stand and a, a little shed opposite. And it was the same as that until 2015. An average crowd went 300, 600, 900, 1,200, and we're well over 2,500 now. And... I've probably come here once or twice a season and I've met people who they're Manchester United fans they buy United we stand and they come here because it's affordable it's accessible father and son's coming for a tenner and all that sort of stuff and it's a good standard of football the players are taking a knee now. Oldham wear red with white shorts, white socks. Oldham in a all black away kit. Oldham have really fallen on hard times. 89 for 90th in the Football League of the 92 clubs. And it, it saddens me found a member of the Premier League the ball's with Cameron Borfoot Jackson straight away and he's just lost it am I allowed to say that Cameron Borfoot Jackson's the only person who's rejected me for an interview this year or does that make me sound like a knob <laughs> but it's the truth wouldn't mind but uh, my mum's Really good mates with his his, his his partner's grandma. She's like, I'll have a word with Cynthia if you want. <laughs> no, you're all right. He's got every right to say yes or no to whether he wants to do an interview or not. And he's from the same part of Manchester as me as well. His dad lives on the corner, says me mum. But uh, I'm a believer in uh, when things are right to do, they are right to do. Think of people who've rejected me for the interviews over years. Garth Crooks, he was one. Again, it's his right to say no. Um, thankfully, Maradona said yes, and Messi said yes. And Gary Vaughan, Gary Lowe, non-league managers, let me into their dressing rooms. Gary Lowe passed away last week. He's not a well-known name. Did really well at the clubs he worked at around Manchester and 
football in Manchester isn't just United and City. Oh, Salford nearly scored. So this ground old 6,009 got pretty steep 13-step terraces behind the goal. And two-seated stands along the side with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, rows of seating. <coughs> Just watching Nicky Butt walking in the ground now. I saw him last night at St George's Park. He told me he was coming here today. I said, what time are you getting there? He went, last minute. <laughs> two minutes into the game so he's true to his word I think he just likes coming and watching a game of football and um, also spoke to Neil Ryan who's the under 18's manager about his, his disappointment at going out just about Neil's disappointment at the result but his point was he thinks that some players will come out of that group and make the first team and he said that the Chelsea side were very, were physically very strong and you could see that. Uh, but the ultimate aim, of course, it's nice to win the FA Youth Cup, but it's to get players into the first team. And Mason Greenwood was actually the same age as the strikers who were playing in that Youth Cup game last night. And I don't think he would have played even in non-Covid circumstances, like Ryan Giggs did drop down to the... Um, first team youth team in 92 not certainly complicated things Ted and Menge who's a very good defender he had to change by himself have his own team talk because he's been in the first team group and then you've got Deshaun Bernard who's, who's another young defender getting real life first team experience I'd normally say in front of a crowd getting the praise and abuse abuse that comes with that but that's not the case there Salford won 2-0 and after the game I spoke to Paul Scholes. Are you enjoying it? Uh, yeah, you know what? I suppose it's very much like a player. Some days you enjoy it, some days you don't. It depends you know, if, you, if you've done stuff on the training ground that you think can help for the Saturday then, then you're satisfied, of course you are. But there's days where you think, go home, you think, I'm not good enough today. Um, you question yourself like you do, it, like you do as a player but... All in all, it's all it's all about the games, isn't it? It doesn't matter. But say, you have to prepare in the week for what you're going to be coming up against on a on a Saturday. Try and do the things you want on the training pitch to happen out here, and you know, if you get some of them some of them things happening, it's rewarding. And when you play against the team you supported as a kid, how do you feel about that, or do you just concentrate on the game? Now? Well, that's the first time it's ever happened to me, so look, I've been a little bit nervous to be honest with you since. Since Thursday, thinking about this game, um, but you, it's old and it's yeah. you know, it's a bit there. Yeah, it's there with me, especially with, you know my dad used to take me all the time to go and watch all yeah. the big old and fan. Um, had some special times there. I live in the area. Um, obviously, had a, a tricky spell there a couple of years ago, which is by the by, but. Do you know what? It's just a game of football. I think it might have made a little bit of difference if some fans into them. The atmosphere would have been possibly a little bit spikier. Um, but no, look, this game is all about winning games. It doesn't matter who you play against in this league. It's going to be difficult. We, we know that. We're going to have to fight for every point we get. And it's important we start winning games, especially at home, because we have struggled a little bit at home to win to win games. So that's two, two out of three we've won now, so hopefully we can keep that going. What's it like without fans? It's weird. Very, very strange feel. I'm not sure the game's any different 
you know, when you stood stood there watching, it feels like a quick game. Um, just that atmosphere is lacking, of course. You'd, I'd like to see. I like fans to be here when we win games. You know, when you play well and, and you perform. It's a shame they're missing out on that, but you know, it's something in the future. Hopefully, we can get right. And what about you? Your future? Um, I don't know. I'm, look, I, I'm enjoying this until we find the right person to do it. Whether that's this week, next week, I don't know. But we just. Me and the staff, me, Warren George, Chris Casper. Carlo, we need to make sure this club's in a this team is in a position to be challenging for, for playoffs. For playoffs really, um, and, and promotion. That's that's where we think this this quality of player we've got should be. Um, but it's all right saying that the players have to perform on the pitch and I think since since I've been here the last the four games they they played some really good football. Can I just ask you about Nobby and what he yeah. was like with you? Yeah, look, it was really sad yesterday. I, I love Nobby as a person and, and as a coach. Um, from the same area as me, North Manchester, well, a little bit, five minutes, but that, that side of Manchester, where you had to be streetwise, probably similar similar in stature as well with Nobby, both very small players, so we knew we had to look after ourselves and Nobby, Nobby taught us how to do that. He was a, you know, a really big inspiration for my, inspiration for my career. Um, the way he coached us, the way he looked after us, the way he protected us against against other teams. When you're playing against men, he was he always had your back. Um, and it was a it was a, as a person. I just I just remember his his laugh as it more than anything. He had this funny little giggle, and he was just a, a great great man. And um, yeah, it was sad news yesterday. What was your first meeting of him? Can you remember when he spotted you? Because him and Kiddo brought you down to United, didn't they? Yeah, well, well Kiddo did. Um, he, he worked with Kiddo a lot. And I, I'd have probably seen him on an evening night, you know, we'd been in school. Um, and that was another thing, just the humbleness of the man. You think, but that's what North Manchester, that's what Manchester people are like, anyway, I think. And I, I'd like to think I was, you know, just a little bit like him, because this is a man that had won the World Cup and the big European Cup. Um, great history and a great player. And you'd, you'd have never known it. He was just another man from, from North Manchester, just like I wanted to be, so... As I say, it was great inspiration for me. And did he give you finally any tips on being a footballer? Um, I, I, yeah, of course. I, I, you had I, similar attitude. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, we were both tiny. We were both, both probably was. I, I probably weren't aggressive as aggressive as Nobby. Um, but maybe he, he taught me that because we're both, as I said, North Manchester. You had to be streetwise. You had to be able to look after yourself. And the way I saw him protecting young players and the players he loved around him, it makes you it makes you do the same and look we knew we, we always had to look after ourselves and he, he was the first one to say that. But if we did get a bit of trouble, he was there to back you up and you know it's just a, a very caring man as well as a, a brilliant coach. From Salford to Old Trafford and James playing sit down, another Manchester anthem. It's nil nil at half time and the players running back out onto the pitch here, draining again. United have been really poor in the first half. Arsenal had the better chances. United had the, probably the best move when there was a, a ball from Marcus Rashford towards Mason Greenwood. And he shot from a, a tight angle, but it was never really a great chance. United have been really poor. Not enough possession, not enough chances. Completely overrun in the middle. Maybe it's because this game's been played at weekend when, as we know, Manchester United don't get results. The players are just doing some little runs at the start of the second half to warm themselves up and something's got to change and um, Fred 
was giving the ball away too easily. Paul Pogba had a very limited impact on the first half. Same with um, Scott McTominay. Arsenal seemed to be trying to exploit United down the left towards Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Kieran Tierney had some success there. And I'm surprised that Arsenal are not ahead. It's, it's a must-win, really. United are 15th in the league. I know it's early. I know the team have got games in hand, but can't keep dropping points at home. And United are yet to win a league game at Old Trafford. And at the moment, it looks more like Arsenal, who are, who are the better side. So the team's just lining up for the second half now. And let's see. Someone's got to change. I hope it will next time we beat you. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, including Harry's. Harry's story is that for decades, one big razor company relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary lads who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Their amazing quality blades are half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Well, what do you get with Harry's? Harry's razors include everything you need for a close shave. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich shave gel and a travel blade cover. We've got an offer for United We Stand listeners where you can... Get started shaving with Harry's today and claim a trial set for just £3.95. So you can support our podcast, get your trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. Oh, that's a blow. United have lost yet again at home. I'm just underneath the main stand at Old Trafford by myself looking at pictures of Busby Babes and there's a quote here from David Meek about Bobby Charlton and today it became public that Bobby's suffering from dementia. The quote is, Bobby Charlton has developed poise and confidence. Perhaps it was the realisation that no longer he was just one of the youngsters but an older hand on whom rested a great deal of responsibility for United's recovery. And that's uh, Bobby Charlton, who survived Munich and then 10 years later was a European Cup winner at Old Trafford. Just walking out of the stadium now. I'm going to walk into the Munich tunnel. And once again, United failed to win at Old Trafford the last six home games two draws against Southampton and West Ham at the end of last season and then this season started with the defeat against Crystal Palace got to get out of the stadium cheers mate take care and then there was the the 1-6 against Tottenham United have got problems haven't they because so good so convincing away from Old Trafford and so poor, and it's baffling when you see the performances of players like Fred and Scott McTominay be so inconsistent. Fred was excellent against Leipzig and terrible today. Poor Pogba is a, remains an enigma. He's really poor. 
in most games. And I think a lot of United fans' patience has been totally stretched with him. And he's been at the club four and a half years now. Talking about going to Real Madrid, why would anyone pay the type of money that United would want for him? Uh, Scott McTominay, I thought, was poor. I was in the ground and you can hear, you can hear the rain. Two things struck me, what you could hear. The rain on the roof of the main stand, which you wouldn't hear, I don't think, with a crowd there. And secondly, McTominay shouting, uh, come on, lads, let's go. You know, he's the most vocal player, but he didn't go himself. Um, Bruno was, was poor. Not the best player for United was probably Victor Lindelof. And the forwards didn't get the service. Marcus struggles with playing with his back to, to goal. Um, Matic came on as United pushed for an equaliser. But I, I don't think... A crowd would have accepted that performance and I said the same after Chelsea last week. But these are the performances we keep on getting. United are 15th in the league. That's not good enough. Managers lose the jobs when teams like this are 15th in the league. Now, still early. Still got a game in hand, I think. But this home form is alarming. And I think Holly's got, got a problem. And... The Champions League, well, if you win it, United will get out of jail, but United are in the group stages so far. They've only won two matches. One of the big high-powered cars leaving Old Trafford. And I'm going to go to Istanbul now for the game. The moment my flight, I'm still allowed to go. Go and do my job there. And... That's a city that I like. It's not a nothing game at all because it's only the third game of the group stage. I think United still need to get a win or to avoid defeat in Turkey. Normally I'd be saying what a great atmosphere it is in Turkey. But this is COVID time, in it, with restrictions and, and lockdowns. I'm just baffled my, my overriding feeling as I getting a car and driveway from Old Trafford is that for all the positives and they've been numerous and seeing United beat PSG away Newcastle away was a good performance Leipzig at home it's that home league form two draws at the end of last season and then the two defeats a draw and defeat the defeat this season I don't know what the answer is. I'm not a manager. But it's not good to watch. And you can see that... Uh, it's hard to compare because if, if this was a, a normal game in normal circumstances, all of the crowd would be coming out, everyone would be pissed off, they'd be saying to the fanzine sellers, stick your magazine up your arse. But the mood's set on social media now and it lurches um, in extremes either way so no doubt if I looked there'd be people calling for the manager to go and I don't think that he should go I think he's doing a lot of good things but if you're Manchester United you've got to be winning your home matches you certainly can't be not winning any of them and it's getting alarming now so the next few games um, will be Istanbul then Everton away Everton obviously had a good start to the season uh, United have played at home Chelsea, 
Arsenal, Spurs. So teams that you would expect to be near the top, but look, that is the smallest of mercies. They, they, they are um, obviously not bad sides, but you know, Arsenal were 13th going into this game. We're not talking about top, top sides here. This isn't Liverpool coming to Old Trafford or Manchester City coming to Old Trafford. But then such is the irony of life under Ole Gunnar that when Liverpool came last year, United played well. Drew nearly won, five minutes off winning, and City were defeated at Old Trafford and twice away. There's got to be more consistency. There just has to be. And I still think the fans will, will, will back the manager, but this home form is really, really worrying now in the league. So the next pod will be from Istanbul. Who knows where and who knows what we're going to be talking about in that one. I'm not even going to try and predict it, although it is midweek and it is in Europe, so I'm going to predict a United win. Didn't even dare predict the result today at home to Arsenal, but I'm not absolutely stunned that United lost the game. We're finishing off the next United We Stand, and if you want to order and get in the first mail out, um, I've put all the links on social media. I've had loads of support from people because we can't sell the mic at matches, and it's, it's a good issue as well. And also our sponsors and partners with this podcast, uh, The Athletic. We've still got that special offer. It's a pound a month for the first six months. You can cancel it at any time. Go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand. It should cost a lot, lot more for that. And the offer is open to new subscribers. And so go to that. If you don't like it, well, what's it going to cost you? A couple of quid. There's a lot of quality on there can't say I'm particularly inspired to write quality after watching that Manchester United game, but live to see another day. I'll go to Istanbul and I'll join you there for the next podcast. Goodbye.